0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power of Forgiveness podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten, and I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode. This podcast is meant to help those toward the path of forgiveness, for the ones who've been hurt, heartbroken, forever changed by something that was said or done to them, which changed their mindset, the course of their relationships, their future, and even their life in general. With this podcast, I speak about the lessons I've learned from forgiveness, and I give it to you, the audience. Hello everyone, Dwayne Staten here, and I wanted to apologize for not uploading an episode last week, but life has been lifing. <laughs> uh, my wife and I, we just came back from North Carolina, and I get, was getting over COVID, and honestly, I needed time to relax and recoup, which I did, and I'm back now, I missed y'all. I really and truly did. And I wanted to drop this interview with my good friend, LaVera Manning, who is the wife of the senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Glenn Narden of District Heights, another good friend of mine, Dr. Bobby Manning. She's a wife, a homemaker, a mother, and she just drops gems, diamonds, rubies, gold bars, all of that, which she did in this interview, where we unpack forgiving and forgetting. Now, that's a saying we've heard a lot, but we talk more about it here. And this interview was just... Oh, it was just so amazing. I want y'all to listen to it. I also want to take the time to just say I thank and appreciate all of you who have been listening to me, whether you just started or you've been listening to me for a while. I want to say I just thank you and appreciate you. And what I ask is that you leave us a five-star written review on iTunes. It helps the podcast get more reach. We appreciate you. And now, without further ado, here's the episode. Hello, everybody. This is Dwayne statement with the Power of Forgiveness Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, Miss La- Mrs. LeVira Manning. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> and before y'all ask, they are not related to Pete Payton and Eli Manning. Just just to just to be no. clear, there is no relation. <laughs> there is no relation. Right. Just, just just wanted to put that out there. But um
1: Right, thank you. Because everybody asks, actually. Everybody asks.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I want to say this. I said this to her before recording. I'm going to say it now. Her and her husband and her sons are like one of my favorite families to watch. They're so wholesome. They're hilarious. And just to hear and see their dynamic, I love it. I really do. And it's just amazing. Just really thank you for just coming on. I appreciate you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation um, to join you all on this fantastic podcast that you have um, started, created Um, and thank you we we um, we love our family we're a tight-knit family (laughs) and and thank you for um, you know for seeing our funny and you know just everything that we post and all kinds of things that we do
0: (laughs) absolutely so I want to start with this icebreaker question what is the most embarrassing fashion trend that you used to rock
1: Ooh, embarrassing fashion trend. You know, this is kind of funny, um, and I guess a little bit embarrassing. But you know, so um, when I was a young believer in in Christ, you know, I we, you know, you're trying to figure out your fashion, how that works with being like a godly woman and not, you know, being modest, being a modest woman, and not trying to you know, make any, anybody stumble. And so I remember that, um, wearing shirts, if they were V-necked, I would have probably at least two camisoles underneath, um, those v neck shirts just to make sure I was like double covered. Yeah. And you yeah. know, if I bent over, I wasn't, you know, like I said, making anybody stumble. So I think that was, it's funny. And then for me, it's what I could think of that was kind of embarrassing because it was like, you know, in trying to be modest, I went to the way other side with like doing the most. And so that was pretty funny and embarrassing for me because, you know, when you're, um, you know, putting on your clothes and in that Texas heat, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this is doing way too much Yeah. all these camisoles underneath the shirt. It's like, it's doing too much.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. My most embarrassing fashion trend that I used to rock, I will say for me, I used to rock tall tees.
1: Oh my goodness. I used to rock tall
0: tees. So the sleeves would come up to the middle of my forearm. Yeah. But the tank top would be like to the middle of my thighs. I'm just like, (laughs) this isn't a tee, this is a dress. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't feel comfortable wearing this.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm, Why did mm -hmm. I do
0: this? And I remember that was the biggest thing. And I'm like, I can't do this no more. I just, I just can't do it no more. <laughs> and when I, when I said, you know what, and I retired the tall tees, got the regular tees, I said, I'm good. Right. i wipe, i wipe my hands. I don't want it no more.
1: Right. Right. I think we all came to a point where we had that revelation of like, oh, let's actually wear clothes that we actually fit us. Um, yes. you know, cause it was just that, that whole baggy era, you know, yes. with the hammer pants, crisscross, the, cross colors all that baggy you know <laughs> baggy wear
0: yes oh my gosh so
1: <laughs> that era did
0: it did what it was supposed to do so that's fine. right <laughs> right so i'm really glad that you came on when i messaged you um because honestly you are an amazing woman of god you know you. and i i want to just have you on to say i was like wait a minute I would love to have you on to tell like a story of forgiveness. And when I contacted you, you said you had a story. I'm not going to lie. I was excited to hear it. So Mm -hmm. without further ado, please tell your story.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there are a lot of stories, Um, you know, and so I'll just kind of, you know, summarize some and then, you know, kind of um, zero in on one of the biggest lessons of forgiveness. But, you know, there are... um, like I said, so many stories of forgiveness, and you know, when you um, go through life, you realize that okay, you know, you there might come a time where you don't think you have to forgive your parents for things, or you don't have to, you know, seek forgiveness from them, or you know, um, of course, friends and you know, other family members. And, you know, um, now that I'm married, it's, you know, that it's forgiveness is, is, you know, um, the, the, one of the foundational, um, you know, um, principles just in marriage and, and communication and, um, and, and just having a, a, a thriving marriage. Yeah. Um, and, and one thing I've learned about forgiveness is that it's ongoing, Um, you know, and again, no matter the relationship, no matter the season in life, you're going to have to forgive someone for something, um, or you're going to have to seek forgiveness to be forgiven for something. Um, otherwise you're living, um, in, in with all of these offenses that you haven't released. Um, one thing that I've, I've actually, as an adult that I've learned though about forgiveness is, is that, um. The, the notion of forgiving and forgetting. Um, you know, I think when you're growing up and when you're learning about forgiveness, you know, something that comes along with, with that is that you're supposed to forget. And I'm like, well, geez, you know, I'm having conversations with God about this or I'm journaling or, you know, talking to people. Then it's like, wow, there have been some pretty significant things that have happened in my life that I'm sorry, I, I don't know if it's like, I, I didn't get this, you know, when God was creating me this ability to forget. But I can't forget some of these, um, some of these things. And so, but what I realized and you know, when just, again, learning about forgiveness, reading books, um, you know, and counseling is that, you know, the goal isn't necessarily to forget. It doesn't mean that if you haven't forget, forgotten something that you haven't forgiven that thing or forgiven that offense. Um, But what it means is that, okay, in your forgetting, What's that making you feel like? Are you replaying the offense over and over and over again? And so you might have to go back and examine, wow, did I really forgive this person? Or have I really, you know, asked for forgiveness um, from this person? Or, you know, are you able to have these memories and process them, but they not bring up any residual pain or hurt or bitterness or resentment and so I've tried to, you know, now that I've, I've learned this that, okay, we, we don't have to forget because we have memory, that our, our brains are created to hold memories. And so I can remember things and I can, you know, um, have memories about things, but I don't have to, um, you know, carry the penalty for people or, you know, leave people in jail, you know, so to speak um, you know, in, in, in remembering things. Um, and then also I don't have to carry around the pain of, of not being able to forget those things that have happened Man. that have required forgiveness.
0: <laughs> Amen. And it's funny when I first heard that it's like, you have to forgive and forget, forget some things you can forgive. Like some dude accidentally stuff in my shoes. Oh, I don't think about, right. I don't think about that. But if mm-hmm. someone actually told me that I wish like someone told me like straight out like they didn't want me or I shouldn't have been born Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that sticks with someone Mm -hmm. and traumatic experiences do stick with people it's not like the men in black with that neuralizer; they could you could forget (laughs) but you are absolutely right it's it's something that needs to be as you said like worked through it has to Mm -hmm. be has to be something that needs to be worked through and have that self-examination did I forgive that person for did I really let it go or is this something Mm -hmm. else? So that's a very good point. Very, Mm -hmm. very good point. Keep going. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That was good. good. No,
1: it's, you know, and, and, um, you know, like I said, just learning how to, you know, process memories, (laughs) learning how to process offenses, um, learning how to process that. And I think that that's something that, You know, when we're just trying to, you know, forget something that we don't do, we don't process. And there are things that have happened to us. Like you said, there's a difference between somebody stepping on your toe, which that takes a level of processing, but then, you know, really traumatic things. Like, you know, for me, rejection, Um, you know, for me, um, you know, having, you know, someone sin against my body, like things like that. Like I, I cannot forget and I have to process because if I don't process, Um, those things, and I just try to forget it and sweep it under the rug, at some point in life, I'm going to trip over that rug. At some point in life, those things, those traumas, those, you know, pains, those hurts, those wounds are going to come out in some area. And so I might have thought that I had forgiven um, and and forgotten, but there's still some work, um, you know, to be done in that process of really... Um, you know, letting go the, the power and, and, you know, like I said earlier, the pain that some of our wounds, you know, um, and how they still can affect us. And so, um, that was super important that processing and having and finding time to do that, whether, you know, I'm a big journaler and so whether through journaling, um, also later in life, you know, as a young adult, you know, being in therapy, um, you know, talking to you know your advisors, life coach, mentors, you know whoever um, is in your life that can speak in your life to help you process some of those things as you're working on forgiveness.
0: Man, so for you, what does that look like? Processing, processing something. What does that look like for mm-hmm. you?
1: I think processing for me, it's um, it's identifying your, um, you know, a lot of people, we use language like triggers or, you know, um, sometimes I have to sit and just, you know, say, okay, I'm feeling a certain type of way. Why am I feeling this way? And mm-hmm. what led me to feel this way? And sometimes it will be a trigger. Sometimes it will be, you know, something that someone said, it will be, you know, um, an a, a experience that I experienced today in 2022, but it's a similar situation that I hadn't processed that happened in 1990, you know, or whatever. And again, it sounds so weird to like be thinking about stuff that happened in 19, whatever, or 2000, but that's real um, when we haven't processed. And so the the thing that I try to do is identify why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and identify why I do the things that I do. I love to study people. Um, You know, I love to study like human behavior and what about you know, our environment, what about our, um, you know, connections and relationships make us behave the way we do. And so I think identifying, um, you know, and and putting a name to it and and bringing it to light is very important because we, if we don't know what we're dealing with, we don't know how to deal with it. And we don't, we're not going to know how to process. So um, Okay. For me, identifying it, naming naming what that thing is, and then figuring out, okay, what are the steps now that I need to take, um, you know, that I recognize that, okay, um, you know, I haven't been able to forget this because I'm still dealing with, again, like I, I said earlier, rejection in my life. So why am I feeling like this? Okay, it comes down to rejection. I've identified it as rejection. I've identified it as whatever. Yes. um And so now what steps can I take to work through that? Oh, you know, a few years ago it was, oh, okay. I need to go see a therapist and, and I need tools. There are tools that are outside of my, my knowledge, my wheelhouse, and I need to go see a therapist to help me walk through that. Now today I can take some of those tools that I learned in therapy and kind of like, you know, do therapy of myself a little bit um to help me work through things you know using resources talking to people being transparent and authentic about where you're at and talking through things with people um, journaling is another way that that I process because I can say things to my journal that I cannot say to people or that I feel like I'm not ready to say to people um, and then i'm also i'm praying in my journal so i can say thanks to god that i, I can't say to people yeah. um and so those are some ways that i i process the things that i'm not able to to forget
0: i agree i'm i'm in full agreement and to piggyback off that for me for processing something i think i just think about all aspects so like did i do something to make this person you know, did I trigger someone to make them do something like this? Or if not, why is this making me upset? Mm-hmm. And what can I do now to overcome it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I agree with that. And mm-hmm. I want, this is just for me. There may be someone listening who are thinking about processing this and may be afraid of what they find out or may be scared of what comes up. I'm going to tell you right now, there are going to be some things that you don't want to you don't want to hear you don't want mm-hmm. to see you don't want to know but i i, I hope i don't butcher it. i hope i don't butcher this you can't heal what you don't reveal
1: mm-hmm. there you go
0: yes that's it mm-hmm. so there's going to be some stuff i remember i remember one time i prayed to god straight out i said lord i can't remember exactly what i said but i said help me just lord help me be better and he said all right i'm gonna show you some things great it's gonna hurt no Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not but he was like it's gonna hurt but it was necessary some things are gonna some what you want is on the other side of fear and i'm Mm leave it exactly in so in your so in your I know in your life can you give me a story of where you had to where you had to forgive someone and the process behind that
1: yeah gosh there's so many um so many um I'm trying to think how recent or how far back I want to (laughs) go um I think you know there have I'll just say this with and and not purposely evading details um, but because it's just they add up um, but I remember um becoming a parent um, to you know our own firstborn and when you're parenting, you realize how you know incredibly hard parenting is and like raising another human being. Um, and I remember going back and thinking about. Um, I had incredible. Par- I have incredible parents, and um, you know, my parents were young when they had me, and so in a in a way, I feel like we kind of the three of us. I'm an only child that we all grew up together, and um, and so when you when you're all growing up together, you know. Um, you're all trying to figure it out together and you know you're all trying to figure out how to coexist. You're figuring out your own self. And then, you know, in my parents' case, they're figuring out how to raise this daughter um, that they had when they were teenagers. And um, and so I remember going back and thinking about, you know, in just ways that um, I felt rejected by my father in particularly. Um, and that I felt cut off from him um, and I felt um, that he was way harder on me and, the, and his expectation and his standard that he had for me was unfair um, and unrealistic. And a lot of a lot of those things that still play out um, in my life now and that also, you know, again, when I became a parent played out in my parenting. Um, but I say all that to say is that I had to forgive my father and understand that, you know for for, again, what I felt was rejection and, and uh, you know, abandonment and, and cutting me off and, Um, You know, just different things that happened, you know, growing up, Um, you know, I had to forgive him because I realized that, you know, he, there are things that he didn't know, and that he wasn't parented, you know, if if that makes sense. And so it's like, you know, he's not a communicator, he just he shuts down. But go figure, that's how he was communicated with. And that's how he was raised to be. And that's how that's what he knew to do at the time. And so it's, it's forgiving him, you know, for, you know, not knowing what to do and not knowing, you know, how to parent in the way that I needed to be parented that because at the end of the day, what him and both of my parents did was they did the very best that they knew how to do. And they did the very best Um, that they knew, yeah, how to do at the time. Um, And and I never lacked love. I never lacked, you know, being provided for, but there were some things that came along with, there were some wounds and there were some traumas. So just, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt and forgiving him and not being mad at him for the way I turned out not being mad at him for the things that you know I'm I'm having to now talk about in therapy, you know, and and the things that I felt like might have been a hindrance or might have, you know, held me back, or, you know, wishing that I was different, but it was like, this is how it's raised. So how am I gonna be different? You know, and so but going back in and, and forgiving him um you know from for those things and releasing him from you know um from the, the jail or kind of the prison, <laughs> um, releasing him from, you know, um, from in the ways that, that, you know, I remember, like I said, that, that hurt me that, um, that some of those offenses and some of those wounds still, you know, still resonate with me. And so, um, began with him, what I tried to do for the years when I became a young adult, before I was a parent was that, I just try to forget it. And that's the thing with too, with, you know sometimes we just try to forget things and we realize, oh, we actually haven't even forgiven either. And so we have to go back now and do the work of forgiveness um, because we hadn't <laughs> even done that part. <laughs> we just skip right to, let me just forget it. Let me just sweep it under the rug. Um, you know, like we did growing up and what's easy for us, you know, definitely is easy for me, but it's like, oh, I actually should probably forgive him for some things, Um, you know, and if there's any way, you know, going back to them as, as parents and saying, you know, "Mm, I apologize for some of the things that I did as a kid. (laughs) Um, Because again, (laughs) when you become a parent, you're like, oh, oh, this thing is hard. And, And you start to think about, you know, some of the unnecessary, you know, um, things that you might've said to your, to your parents out of hurt or out of anger. Um, you know, my parents got divorced when I was, I think it was, I was like 15, 16, seven. I can't remember. Um, you know, and, and there were some, some hurts that come, came out and I talked to my parents and I, I specifically remember talking to my mom, you know, in ways that, you know, that was inappropriate and you don't talk to your mom like that. And, you know, and ways that um, hurt her, um, I'm sure, because we were all hurt, and we were all trying to figure out how, who, you don't get the handbook on how to, like, do divorce right, right, um, you know, and so I can remember going back to her, and it's like, oh, I apologize, you know, for being rude, and and for, you know, talking to you like that, you know, with word, or, um, how I was talking to you as well. And so, yeah, both sides, but like I said, you know, those are the most prominent, prominent um, areas of forgiveness that, you know, really resonate with me today. And I think sure every day, you know, there's somebody, somebody we have to forgive for something, you know, whether we get cut off in traffic, you know, or whatever, Um, or that we have to ask for forgiveness for, you know, I think it's every day, literally every day, you know, um, the, the work of forgiveness is something that we have to
0: do. When you said forgive people for how they drive or how, oh my gosh, that. Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: cutting you off, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, you ain't even gonna wave to say sorry, right? <laughs> Absolutely okay. not. It's okay. <laughs> you playing Fast and Furious on the highway? Like, what you doing, eighty miles per hour for? You not, mm-hmm. you not Dominic Toretto? Like, what you? You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna exactly. go there. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's the it's the it's a couple things that you said Ed, that I wanted to touch up, touch on before we go on to this question. The one thing that I've noticed in the episodes that I've done where people had to forgive their parents, the, the running theme is what you said. The parents did the best they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. And I think as kids, we like as kids, our parents are like superheroes. We expect, you know what I mean, we's like, they're like, they're our, they're our parents. They know everything. Right. You know, they, they know everything. They know what to do. But you realize when you get When you get to their age, you know what I mean? You realize they know some stuff. They don't know everything. Mm -hmm. They are just, they like, they are like to them, to us, they're Superman. But in reality, we realize they're also Clark Kent. They're all so human.
1: Yes.
0: And I didn't really, you know, as a kid, I didn't really think about it. But then when I became Mm -hmm. a parent and I'm telling my folks like, yo, this person does, my my son does this. My son did that. Yep. You did it too. You (laughs) sure? Right. You sure I did that? It's it's funny how that works. So another thing is, I'm not, I'm just going to say what I've seen with a lot, I'm going to say with. Our type our, like our type of family dynamic is like we tend to not process stuff. We just tend to bury it and move on. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We do
0: tend to bury it and move on. You know what I mean? Under the guise of that's your family member or I don't want to hear about it or it's not that big a deal, things of that nature. Instead of really processing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we literally tend to just go under the rug, which could end up hurting us in the long run.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Be-
0: because I, I'm, I wish I could think of an analogy, but I really can't. It's like okay, it's like you have it's like you have a Pepsi pack, pla- uh, plastic bottle of Pepsi, right? Like mm-hmm. we'll say like a regular twenty-four ounce. And you take and one person has, it takes a really bad offense, and you say, "Deal with it." We'll call it like a pop rock. We put one in the Pepsi can. It's not mm-hmm. bad. But the more pop rocks you put into that thing, it's going to explode. And that's what we as a people end up doing. Mm.
1: We explode
0: in terms of rage, acting out, drinking, smoking, hooking up with the, it's, it. It bottles mm-hmm. up to a point where it just explodes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what I want to say is forgiveness is the one thing that kind of helped release that. Instead of exploring, it does help releasing. Mm. Going to therapy helps release. Really doing that self work, self examination, and the processing, like you said, does help. Right. Me. So right. I definitely want. I definitely agree with um that yeah. you said. And you, you know, said, oh mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just then hearing you. I love, I love that, and how you you identify that, and you know, um, because I, again, I think we. We're under this impression that you know forgiveness. Okay, it's that one act, and then and then life is all good. Like you know, it and then we go back. It's it's a new day, and it's like no. There's still processing that that has happened, and that processing is different for every one of us. Um, but what it is is that it it really releases the power. You hear that a lot. It releases the the power that whatever that offense has on you, it releases that. And that is so key. And and also it, you know, processing allows us to slow down enough to, you know, give grace, to give the benefit of the doubt, to yes, actually consider, yeah, actually consider what the other person might be going through. It's It's processing allows us to not be so reactionary um, you know, and so sure, yes, it's good to be swift to, you know, forgive and, and to get that offense off of you, you know, to get the, the power of, of, of the spirit of offense off of you. Um, and, and just to release that and to release people from the, you know, the prison and the power of the stronghold, however we coin it, you know, to, to release folks of that so we can move forward. Um, but processing is slow work it's slow work but it's it's good work um so nice. you know and necessary necessary to do
0: I like I like that and I want to I want to use an analogy for that would you like something made in the microwave or would you like something in the slow cooker right right that's slow right. cooker mm-hmm. that's slow cook that roast in the slow cooker good Sorry. I'm a big foodie, so (laughs) forgive me for that. You also you also said something that was very key. It's like you're holding someone prisoner. And what I like to say is someone offending you, right? Is like is like a is like a cage. It's like a prison and you're in. Mm -hmm. You have Mm -hmm. the key to let yourself out. It's called. Mm but you're giving it to the the guard and you're giving the key to the guard and you're saying the guard, let me out. Mm-hmm. Let me out. And the guard is looking at you like, no, nah, and leaves. And here's the thing, here's the thing. The guard is the person that offended you.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're the, you're mm-hmm.
0: expecting the person that hurts you to, to ask you to forgive them. How many of us, I want to say, who are listening have done that before? I know I have yeah i've literally sit yeah. literally in my mind i'm like they're gonna let me out they they, right. they can feel the hatred i got for this person they can feel it they live in their right. best life
1: right right
0: and i'm sitting in jail
1: mm-hmm.
0: don't make no sense. yeah
1: because it's it's almost like when i hear that analogy which i love it's you know it's almost like expecting the the person who offended us wounded us whatever to also be responsible, responsible for our healing. And it's like, no, we have to be responsible for our own healing, not them. So therefore we, we have the key. We need, we need to use the key to let ourselves out of, out of the cage. They're, they're not responsible for, for our healing. They, they're the ones that offended us, but we need to be healed whether or not they come back and seek forgiveness or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, we're, we're responsible, um, you know, for our own healing, for our own forgiveness. Um, not, not, not anybody else.
0: Yes. Amen to that. I want to ask this, knowing that you and your parents, I'll say grew up together, like you said, did it make it easier? Did it make forgiveness easier?
1: No, because we were, um, a sweep it under the rug family. So Mm we, we were on the forgetting side. Yeah. I mean, just to, you know, just to be honest, um, you know, uh, yeah, we just swept things under the rug and we just, we we got quiet. Um, and we never, um, or I can't think of a, a situation where, you know, we actually, we, we sat down and, and, talk through things or work through things together it was one of those things where time heals all wounds and so after enough time of being shut down from one another um you know we just slowly would start to serve one another again yeah. or you know um you know uh speak to one another again whatever we had to speak about um and then just slowly come back together again like we were before but. but I, I really, until I became a believer in that I, you know, didn't trust Jesus until I was 22 years old. And so, you know, um, and being a Christian, that's when I started to learn about forgiveness and obviously learning, you know, because we're forgiven through, um, you know, through the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, but I just, I really didn't learn forgiveness and what that looked like, what that sounded like, you know, um, what that meant. You know, um, because sure, there are plenty of people in your life that'll say, oh, I'm, you know, sorry. And then they'll, they'll do the same thing over again. again. And so honestly, with that being said too, I, I really, I noticed that as an adult that I, I rarely seek forgiveness from people. I rarely seek forgiveness. Um, And I, I process forgiveness. (laughs) when your behavior changes. So you cannot you cannot ask for forgiveness or you can, you know, people can apologize and it's almost like you know, I hate to say it but it's almost like a nerf gun where you shoot a nerf gun and then it like bounces off of stuff because it's foam, like it's a foam ball. It ricochets and off, so, yeah. Right, exactly, it ricochets off. And I noticed that honestly that's how forgiveness is sometimes for me like you know, people apologize or, or, you know, and I'm like, that's fine, but I really want to see your action change. or I really just don't want you to ever do that thing again. Yeah. Um, or like I, if people don't, you know, come back and ask for forgiveness or, con- you know, um, confess their offense or whatever, I really don't, um, I don't seek for anybody to, to seek for forgiveness from me I just want your actions to change and so therefore it makes it hard for me to apologize because I just because I don't really receive forgiveness that deeply because I'm action and so it's hard for me to apologize because I'm like okay I'll just change my behavior and it's like but oh no there are actually people who really do need to (laughs) need to hear your apology and that's fine and you know, it, it takes a level of humility to do that. And so I eat humble pie and I'll say, okay, well, I do apologize for X, Y, and Z. It takes a long time for me to get there. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, I noticed that with myself, and like you said, because I, I didn't grow up knowing how, to, how forgiveness works, how to do it and, and how to receive it and how to give it.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm gonna do a series in the future. Watch out for this, people. Forgiveness does not always mean reconciliation. And one of the key mm. points is changed behavior. Mm. Wow. So, quick preview. You someone, yeah. let's say hype, let's do a big hypothetical, right? Let's say I make a a comment. Let's just say hypothetically, it's like, your bracelet doesn't look like it came from Jared. It looked like it came from Jay's. You know that um in a mm-hmm. nap, all those middle carts. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the kiosk. The kiosk. Yeah. For me, it's a joke, but for you, it's offensive. Right. Cause it's like mm-hmm. it's a gift that my that that you know my husband gave me. You know, so I loved it. You know what I mean? And I can say, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm not gonna joke about your jewelry again. But yet I keep on doing it. Mm -hmm. knowing that it hurts you because you've told me that before.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Honestly, it shows that it shows like a lack of someone listening and it doesn't really show that they really, they really care in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That's something you have to really pray in the Bible. Like God, do I really need to be in relationship with this person, even though they've done something that hurts me multiple times? So that's something different. But if you, but if I joke on you once and you say it hurts and I don't do it again, that's completely different. But that, it just mm-hmm. brought it back to my mind, which brings me to yeah. another question for you.
1: hmm
0: hmm Can you tell me a story of where you had to forgive yourself?
1: I think there was a time, there was a time where, again, let me tell your audience, there's so many. Um, but I think there was a time that I was dating this guy in college and um, and he broke up with me and he broke up with me with like a three-point sermon, right? <laughs> so what I mean by that is like, he was like, number one, this is what, literally he was like, this is number one. I don't like this, this, and this. And number two, you don't do this, this, and this. And number three, <laughs> this, this, and this. And then I was like, wow. Um, and I remember though, that I, after that, I kind of set out on this quest to, to make him see that I was none of those things that he said I was, and they weren't even bad things. They were just things that he didn't like, Um, you know, and trying to, you know, change myself and trying to prove to him that I wasn't those things that, That he identified and gave his reasons and why he was breaking up with me. And I remember that I had to um, forgive myself and release myself from the pressure of trying to change and to be someone that I wasn't just for this one person. And I also had to um, um, forgive myself for being hard on myself and thinking that I wasn't a good person and thinking that I wasn't worthy of someone's love um, and forgiving myself for trying to change who I was, again, just so I could fit the picture and be accepted by, by this particular person. Does that make sense? Like I yeah. just, you know, um, and I remember... Um, you know, forgiving myself for, for trying to change who God had made me to be and trying to change the things that I liked. Um, And, um, and also having to forgive myself for the mistakes that I made with that person when they really weren't mistakes. But I took them as mistakes and 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 I tried to perform a certain way just so I could be accepted. And I remember beating myself up for those, you know, for what I considered to be shortcomings when they really weren't. They were just they were just not his preferences. Yeah. But I took that personally. Um, and I remember, you know, again, yes, yeah, saying, no there's nothing wrong with you (laughs) and releasing myself from all of those pressures and forgiving myself for all of those in all of those ways. I was trying to have that performance just to be accepted by another person. And so that, that came to mind. I don't know why, but But there are so many, you know, so many stories yeah just you know having to forgive but that that one is that that was prominent in my mind
0: (laughs) yeah I know God brought that to you because that's going to resonate with somebody oh that's (laughs) going to resonate with somebody because there are many times where I've tried to model myself to be liked be wanted I had to Mm -hmm. change myself for that and I ended up not liking who I was exactly it
1: wasn't you (laughs) it wasn't
0: and it got to a point where i had to say i love me
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and i'm gonna choose me and i I was like i'm gonna be myself with everybody everybody who knows me and if y'all like me cool if y'all don't it's cool i'm not everybody's cup of tea Mm. that's fine but i'm gonna be i'm just be who i am y'all gonna love me hate me regardless and it's this is so funny someone I really love and care about <laughs> they were they said to me why do, like I know you're trying to get married so why don't you just you know be a smooth suave guy and then when you get married and you can show them your true self and I'm just like because that would be oh
1: a wow wow
0: and I said I literally said it's like that would be a lie and I'm not going to do that I'm just going to be me they're going to love me regardless you know what I mean? And news flash.
1: Right. Got married. A whole wife, a whole mm-hmm. family. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. God has blessed Being me. Yeah. God mm-hmm. has blessed me, especially with that one. Love you. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. So I wanna ask, what does forgiveness mean to you now?
1: Yeah, I think it, you know, something that we talked about earlier it's you know releasing really the the power that the the power that another person would have over you you know from their offense or or the power um of of an offense or you know of of a wound of a you know a trauma of a trigger um that's that's what it means and i think it and so with that i think it means freedom i think it Um, it means peace. And I think, you know, in forgiveness, we also get to experience um, grace, Um, you know, and I think it's, it's so something that also connects us or allows us to be reconnected or reconciled, um, you know, with one another in profound ways, you know, I think, um, um, you know there are the littlest of things. You know can be used to divide us. Can be used to, you know, bring um, disunity. That can use us to, you know, um, isolate ourselves from from people. You know from particular persons. You know, um, but I think forgiveness is is a beautiful thing that, with a little bit of humility. <laughs> Um, that can actually salvage some pretty cool relationships and you know, um, can be can be freeing, um, you know, to allow us to to have some pretty cool connections and some pretty um, um, deep connections with with people if we're just willing to do the work. Um, the work of forgiveness, but but to your question, what what does it mean? I, I think it it means freedom. I think it it means grace, and peace. And um, you know, um, I think if we can again get to that place of humility, <laughs> um, then then it's it's something that's beautiful and that can keep us connected.
0: I agree. What is something that you wished you learned earlier with forgiveness?
1: I think just what the process looks like to be honest and what are what are the steps and how to achieve that how how to give it Um, and I would you know probably be swift to to give it more freely um you know rather than keeping people in in the prison of my mind or like you know um keep them in like isolation over here Um, you know, I just, I wish I would have just learned, yeah, just, just what it looked like and, um, and the blessing that's on the other side of it. Again, it's the freedom because it takes a lot of power and it takes a lot of energy to, to hold offenses and to keep people, you know, to remember the same things over and over and over. It's almost like you're hurting yourself over and over and over and over again. Um, but when you can forgive and then when you can, you know, do the processing and the work that you might have to do on the other side, but when you can release that grip, that that power, like I said, over the the fence and the scent of the fence and all of that, when you can release that um, and learn how to do that freely and swiftly, gosh, man, you you feel a lot better. Yeah, like you're, you know, your your blood pressure is a little lower. You're a lot less stressed, and and you find yourself getting good at it um and you find yourself you know doing it more um more often yeah um and so it's 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 a beautiful thing if we can get to that place now one thing I've also learned is that um you know as our relationships are different it requires a different level of forgiveness and a different level of you know, of, of communication and processing, you know, how I, how I seek forgiveness or um, give forgiveness for my spouse is a lot different than, you know, someone at the Safeway,
0: Yeah. you
1: know, and so it's, it's a lot different. And so the, the work of forgiveness is, is, is different and, 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 and you know, may require to go deeper depending on the relationship that you have Amen. with someone.
0: I agree with that. And what's something you want to impart to the audience?
1: About forgiveness or anything?
0: We'll say both.
1: <laughs> um, I think that what I would just, you know, leave your audience with is that um, you can, you know, forgiving, it's possible to forgive the things that you can't forget. Um you know, but we have to make sure that in the forgetting, um, you know, that, that we also, we're not carrying with us the hurt and the pain um, that comes along with, with how we've been offended, that comes along with the hurt or, you know, that comes along with the, with the trauma. And so, and if we're still, if we still have hurt that's associated with that and if we still feel it, you know, in our bones and in our hearts or our spirits, just as if it's fresh, then we, there still might need to be some work of forgiveness that needs to, um, to be done. Um, and so we might need to go back to that and process that and see if we've actually um, done, done the, what I like to call the work of forgiveness. We've actually forgiven someone or we've actually sought um, forgiveness to be forgiven. Um, you know, we actually have to, you know, go back and, and make sure that we've done that as we're processing and moving forward.
0: I agree. Honestly, thank you for coming on, just being honest and just dropping gems, diamonds, gold bars, rubies, sapphires, just dropping so much knowledge. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So right mm-hmm. now, the floor is yours. Um, Whatever you want to promote, um, websites, whatever it is, the floor is yours.
1: Well, I don't have website a website or a book yet. <clears throat> um, <laughs> that is coming, and um, at some point in the future. But one thing that I do on Tuesday nights at six, six o'clock on Instagram, I go live um, for Lodge Journal. Um, Lodge Journal is a live platform that I've created. Um, really, that was birthed out of. Um, the pandemic and getting back to journaling, my love for journaling. I used to do it as a kid, but kind of got away from it um, as an adult. And I love to journal about all kinds of things, Um, you know, life lessons. I journal my prayers, my devotional times with the Lord is in my journal. I journal, you know, I vision cast in my journal. Um, and, And I do like I said, all kinds of things, all kinds of planning, um, and so I just decided to, you know, with these life lessons that I journal about, life lessons that God is showing me. Um, I'm like, surely I'm not the only one that's learning things, right? And that God is is growing and stretching. And so, with Lodge Journal, I just decided just to share. Um, my life, and to share the things that I'm journaling about, the lessons that I'm learning, the prayers that I'm praying through, the things that I'm I'm going through. I just decided to share that um, live on Instagram, and so you can tune in for Lodge Journal um, at six o'clock on Tuesday night. And so, like I said, I'm just I'm just dropping more nuggets and and more life lessons and principles and and all kinds of transparent things with
0: absolutely absolutely (laughs) so what is your instagram people want to just drop in and chat, catch la's journal
1: yeah so my instagram handle is at lavera manning um it's my name so it's pretty simple um l-a-v-e-r-a manning um not related to eli or Peyton, like we said earlier (laughs) but at lavera manning you can find me there on instagram and also on facebook
0: absolutely and for those who didn't catch that I'm going to put that in the show notes with no I'm gonna tell you right now I want y'all to connect with her because I tune in on on the journal and I
1: I turn it I
0: tune into it I'm listening to it and I'm just like yes I'm yes this 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 is it this is this is I'm good I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pop a seat right here live I'm number 8051 but I'm gonna pop my squat right here on this live um I just honestly, and I I didn't say this. I didn't say this on camera. I want to say this. Her and her husband, uh, her husband, Bobby Manning, y'all were a a big influence in my life because when Mm -hmm. I just gave my life to Christ, really just gave my life to Christ, I was just reading the Bible and there was really, like there's really nothing for me to do. Like I just graduated, I had turned, I think, 20, 21. Didn't know what to do. And thanks to you know, I got a, I got an invite. Hey, we got a young adult ministry called Crossroads. Yes. I'm like, what in the world is Crossroads? <laughs> and I went there the first night. I saw Bobby. There was no one there. I was I was saw I saw him. The first night I went, I came, I came, stayed. And I left, but then I just kept mm. on coming back because I'm just like, I need I needed help. Mm. I needed community and I needed someone who, you know, lived like basically another young adult was like, hey, it's okay. We love Jesus too. You know you can have fun and love Jesus, right? I'm like, Amen. Amen. I'm like you can. <laughs> yeah. And when I tell you that ministry, y'all's ministry changed. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all influenced and changed my life, and oh, I never really got a chance to say it because y'all probably. Yeah, I really appreciate y'all for what y'all did, and mm,
1: thank you everything so that
0: y'all did, and when when y'all got so right now they're at the First Baptist Church of District District Heights. If you know, yes, you know the me? Heights First Baptist, Church, <laughs> yeah, the Heights Church at seven two three four Lansdale Street in District Heights, Maryland. I'm a plug, y'all. When yes. I, when y'all first, when I, when, when Pastor John K. Jenkins made the announcement, you know, that he was leading that church in my mind, I said, of course,
1: mm. of course that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course. But I just want to say the impact y'all made on my life. I appreciate y'all and I love y'all so much. I appreciate y'all for real. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, bro. That's I had awesome. I had to say
0: that I, I, so I, I was like, I don't know when I'll ever see him again or talk to him, but I'm just like, I have to let them know that, <laughs> yo, like y'all really, y'all really help. And I appreciate
1: oh, y'all for real. Oh, praise God. Thank you. And please come visit us anytime we are there in person at 10 a.m. on Sundays and so please drop by you our family
0: yeah please
1: you and your family drop by anytime all right
0: true we might <laughs> honestly, yes we, we, all right we're gonna you know what we might do that i'm we're gonna try and get to we're gonna try to get my son together we're gonna try we'll see what happens
1: oh yeah, yeah. we have tons of kids at our, our church so oh all right. yeah yeah tons of kids he he'll fit right on in yeah right. he won't yeah yeah bring the baby bring tobias <laughs> awesome
0: all right well honestly thank you for coming on i appreciate you i really do i really do
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invitation and, and um, the opportunity to speak on such an important topic. And I'm so proud of you, this, this podcast, it's, it's much, much needed, um, you know, for these times and ah, just everything that's, you know, how we interact with one another. Um, This is, is a foundational thing um, that, like I said, really keeps us connected and keeps us unified um together if we could just learn this thing um right here forgiveness and so i'm proud of you you. and i'm I'm excited excited. about your podcast
0: thank you i appreciate you that was an amazing episode honestly it was great thank you vera i appreciate you coming on and being open and honest with your story i really do appreciate it i also do appreciate you all who've been listening to me uh, whether you just tuned in for the first time or you've been listening for a while, I appreciate you all. And I ask that you leave us a five-star written review on iTunes. It helps the podcast get more reach. We appreciate you. I know that there are times where we don't have the strength to forgive those who have hurt us, to do what it takes in this episode, and more. We can only do these things with the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven in the past, present, and future and he rose from the grave to give us eternal life a relationship with God himself power over sin and power of the enemy if you want Jesus Christ in your life just pray this dear Lord thank you for dying for my sins and my wrongdoings in the past present and future I confess and believe that you died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose again I give my life to you Lord please come to my heart. I make you my Lord and savior. If you pray that prayer, I wanna say welcome to the family. This is the best decision you could ever make in your life. Now that you've made this decision, get in a good Bible teaching church who preaches the gospel and message of Jesus Christ. You can look on Google, social media, and ask family and friends for recommendations. Also, there may have been some things said in this episode that may have triggered some bad memories and bad feelings. If this is the case, please seek a licensed therapist to talk them out. You can go through your healthcare provider, Google, or ask family and friends who receive therapy for recommendations.